Listen to that hard, throbbing organ. That's John Lord from newly minted Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Deep Purple, one of the big three founding fathers of heavy metal, along with Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Now, both of those other bands have had legions of imitators, but Deep Purple is sort of the Rodney Danger feel of those three. They don't get no respect, because nobody sounds like this anymore. Nobody has a super loud organ in their band anymore. So, you know, Deep Purple sounds the most like the product of their time, of all those bands. But today, we're going to take a trip back to that time, and we're going to give Deep Purple the respect they deserve by diving into a genre we like to call Hard Organ, because it's a dick joke. I don't think that's a dick joke. I think that's the only possible name for this genre. My dick's so small, you can't find it in a needle stack. That's a dick dick joke. JD's dick is so small, it's the most popular person at the party because it never has a problem fitting in. Hey, hey, what do you guys call four dicks and a microphone? You guys, you sons of bitches. All right, I'm Tony Z. I'll be on in a minute. That's what you call four dicks in a microphone. Welcome to the Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast. Uh, my name is J.D. Riznar. I'm here with Hollywood Steve Huey. Hello. Mr. David B. Lyons. Hey, how are you? And Hunter Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> As we start off every Hi. podcast, because you only listen to us because we made the show Yacht Rock, we like to throw a bone to the Yacht Rock fans. So our song today for the Yacht Rock Bone Throw is Get Used To It by Roger Vuduris, if that's how you say his name. What do you guys think of this song? Yeah, it's pretty smooth, pretty yachty. I think it's smooth and it's bouncy and it's nice. Uh, I'm going to call this guy the Greek streak because he didn't have one. He's a one-hit wonder. It's an ironic name like Hollywood Steve. Uh, sure. he, he did not have a streak of hits is what you're saying. Exactly. Um, but this was co-written and produced by Michael O'Martian, a uh, name you'll hear a lot in these bone throws. He's a genius behind sailing, and a lot of his songs are very yachty. Um, this is off Roger's second album, which is a, one of those, like, throw a bunch of shit on the wall and see what sticks kind of albums, you know? It's got some half-baked rock and some boring ballads, and then this song. And, of course, the hit was the Yacht Rock song, because it was 1979, right when, when songs with this doobie sound were, were going to the top of the charts. What was the name of the album, J.D.? I don't know what the name of the album was. Oh, uh, it's called Radio Dreams, this called, which yeah. means that he was a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is when people like to get on the radio and they made songs about getting on the radio and they'd call their albums names that had radio in them. Yeah, which, it, was the second, it was the second album airplay. too, so it's kind of funny that after the first album tanked, he still had radio dreams and wanted to sing about them. But the album's not that bad, it's just not a pure yacht rock album. Uh, discovering the song is kind of like discovering a pack of gum in the center console in your car. Like, oh, it's a little stale, but it's kind of what I wanted. You know? Anyway, this guy's a dreamboat, and he's the world's most awkward dreamboat. Uh, I'll post his video for this song on YouTube. It's great. He has no idea how to look it's, cool moving his body. It's amazing. Yeah, just uh, check out my Tumblr at JD Rizna. And you know it. what? That video made him a star in Australia. <laughs> I don't know why. I, man, I did not know that. I read about it they, that he, he was so I don't know, awkwardly charming that for some reason down under they loved it. I think we threw a bone. Yeah, that bone is thrown. Are you guys ready to talk about hard organ? I'm ready. Okay, Steve, take it away. All right, I'm 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 back in I'm the back. captain's chair. I'm back in the captain's chair, and I want to talk about Deep Purple for just a minute. Yeah. Now, like I said before, they were recently elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the reaction that I saw, like on rock critics' social media, uh, they were underwhelmed to say the least with that selection. Um, if I've learned one thing about rock critics, having been one, it's that virtually none of them are interested in the history of heavy metal. And Deep Purple is really important in the history of heavy metal. Uh, but because nobody sounds like Deep Purple anymore, we kind of lost track of how many bands Deep Purple influenced in their day, uh, especially in Germany for some reason. Uh, and that's mostly what we're going to be looking at today is Deep Purple Disciples, or Disciples, I guess, you if know, you will. Uh, and they're all, yeah, 
terrible pun. Uh, and uh, but yeah, we're gonna. We're, it's gonna be a lot of hard organ. As an outsider looking in, I'd say this is incredible music by people who have never eaten salad. That's a really good point, JD. Uh, so you're saying deep purple was the color of their stool? Probably, yeah. You know, that's not a healthy stool color. That could be caused by Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Right. And Steve, your father suffers from uh, Crohn's disease. Right? Yes, he does. Let's keep well, the personal if... stuff off the podcast. <laughs> Even Steve didn't ask for his father's dirty laundry I'm, to be aired. I was saying. making a joke about the name Deep Purple. Can't you we get had purple somebody... shit from Beats? Well, yeah. Aren't beats healthy? I was just trying to find oh, a great way. Your whole well, how did the, I was introduce... just making one joke to go along with this salad thing. I wanted to introduce All our right. guest. Also, We're going to do that also... in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a guest. We have our first guest in the I, studio. I do want to say that spending time on the Deep Purple Tour bus was probably a lot like, like huffing Jankum. The farts that must have come out of these guys. Oh. Anyway, Steve, what else is interesting? All right, we're going to define this genre now that I'm done blabbing about Deep Purple. All right, what makes for good hard organ? Uh, most of the time, hard organ is going to be a particular kind of organ, the Hammond B3, which was a big, heavy thing. It needed to be hooked up to a big, heavy speaker cabinet, so it was really hard to lug around to rock clubs. But it caught on in the late 60s because it could be just as loud as all the other instruments in a super amplified rock and roll band. And I want to I want to make make sure everybody knows that you're describing good hard organ. Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, now, a lot of there was a lot of acid rock bands that had organs before Deep Purple. Like we all know, Iron Butterfly is a pretty heavy band. Yeah. Not but good. to me, because this is a podcast about arbitrary genres, to me it doesn't get truly hard until John Lord started playing his organ through a Marshall Stack amplifier. That's it right. It sounds real growly and angry and overdriven. You can project it across a stadium and be in a sweet metal. The Hammond organ so heavy, it's sort of like what it feels like in your guts when you eat an all-beef, no-salad diet. That's what that heaviness. That's the essential metaphor here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it feels like. And in fact, I'm gonna do a subgenre while we do this one. Now, you know, there's rock and roll, and you break it down to heavy metal, hard rock, all that stuff. I feel like there's a bigger genre here called. Uh, these guys probably never ate salad. Like, these guys probably fucked. And I'll be looking at each song and trying to figure out whether or not the guys in these bands made salad. And I 99% of the time, I don't think they ever have. These guys probably beefed. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Anyway. JD, you said you knew a singer who had an, a Hammond B3, like, in, in the modern day? Yeah, she had to call around to gigs as a pain in the butt. That's why nobody plays them anymore, is because they're right. a pain in the butt to carry around. Yeah, because synthesizers came out, and they're a lot cheaper and yeah. lighter, like a good salad. It's physical gut rock that, that you have to take around with you. Yeah, um, I good think point. that uh, all that needs to be said, if, uh, if uh, Steve Hole is a thing, it's dark, it's deep, and it's full of European organs. And we're going to find out more about that tonight. Can we play the example song that I have uh, selected to start to show you, uh, you people at home how big the Hammond B3 was getting? And if you people at home are counting, this is the third example song. <laughs> well, yeah, that, one, that one's just background music. All right, this now I couldn't justify wasting a countdown spot on this. This is uh, this, this is, is song, bad hard organ. This is bad hard okay. organ. Uh, this Suffrage. is a song by Attila, which is an organ and drums duo featuring a young Billy Joel. And Hunter, you alluded to this back in the divorce core episode. I did. So go back if you want to. If you want to hear the whole story behind the love triangle in Attila, basically, uh, this is. This is uh, what Billy Joel himself described later on as psychedelic bullshit. Uh, my old colleague at the All Music Guide, Stephen Thomas Erlewine, wrote that this was the worst album in the history of rock and roll and maybe all of recorded music. Can we listen to it for a second? Yeah. There he is, the piano man himself. That is the piano. <laughs> Before he became the piano man, he was the organ man. Before he discovered doo-wop. Uh, this is a great, Billy Joel's a great example for my salad theory. Because I'd say at this point in his life, he has definitely never had a salad. But since, because he was stooping a bunch of models, they probably turned him onto salads. And his later music oh, reflects yeah. salad eating. So now oh, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Scenes, scenes from Italian restaurant that keep saying, going back to the green, I am sure that's a metaphor for salad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you look at the 
album cover for this Attila album, uh, Billy and his drummer are dressed as marauding Huns, and there's all these like skinned cows hung up on meat hooks. That's what they were eating at the time. Will you introduce us to our guest? I would love to introduce us to our first ever guest commentator on the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. You heard him up top. This is our good friend, Mr. Tony Zarrett, in the studio with us today. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. It's uh, <coughs> great to be here. I love Deep Purple. Uh, Keep that phlegm going. I got a little yeah. schmutz. Yeah, you sound different than us. Yeah, well, I was sitting there waiting while you guys yip-yapped about <laughs> Billy Joel, and I, my throat got stuck up. But uh, Hold on. Before you talk, yeah. I also want to say this is the fifth person from Michigan in here. Yeah, so we've got five we've official- white guys from Michigan this all in the a, same room. This is officially the rainbow of what it sounds like to be one man from Michigan. You've yeah, got it's, all it's, spectrums it's gonna of going to fall vocals. somewhere in this range. Okay, Tony. Well, anyway, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I've, uh, I hope this one gets released. I, I recorded a podcast before. <laughs> I was in there great so far. Well, I was in there for like two hours on this other podcast. It was a conspiracy theory podcast. And then I called my friend. I was like, hey, you ever releasing that one? He's like, hey, I have some bad news. Uh, you didn't know enough about aliens. Oh. And he never released the podcast. And I was this in there for two know. hours. I don't know. But you I know was it, sweating. It's not in the notes. You uh, know a ton about Deep Purple. Tony, I know a ton about Tony Deep Purple. Is, Sorry. Tony is off. the biggest Deep Purple fan that anyone in this room has ever met. He's also a stand-up comedian in New York City. Well, but we're a, having him on as a guest Deep Purple expert. He's the king yeah. of memes, right? I love he's memes. He's also the king of yeah. memes. I love Deep Purple. And some say memes are the rock and roll today. <laughs> but what I love about Deep Purple <laughs> is that they kind of combine the best of Europe with a little bit of American funk. You know, they got all these... Uh, like French sort of, fries. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Uh, you know, they got the organ, they got the kind of minor key scales, but the drummer would put a little uh, oomph in it, and that's what I think uh, made him, uh, you know, the best of the hard organ bands. And uh, anyway, just a little uh, behind-the-scenes thing here. These guys are using scripts <laughs> on their podcast. We do! Which yeah, we I did do. not we know that. It's kind of a real, really bumming me We're out. professional. Listen, we have yeah. to cover... 12, 13 songs an episode. It's hard to keep our thoughts together. You guys think uh, Nerdist has scripts? That's how they come up with all their Star Trek no, quips? No, it's all, a mess. All oh. the jokes I ruined were not, were written. All okay. the good ones were not. All right. So you guys want to keep that. Scripts in hand. We've defined yeah. the genre. Shall right. we count this down, Steve? Let's start counting this down. Number 10. Deep Purple song. <laughs> Wait. All right, guys. This is a band from Belgium called Irish Coffee. And this song is called Masterpiece. I'm, I'm going to assume that's an ironic title. You're like, like you're when you so call a fat guy tiny. Dave. <laughs> you're so incorrect, Dave. <laughs> I, mean, I think both titles are ironic. Irish Coffee. Well, yeah, aren't they Belgian? <laughs> these, yeah, these guys are. Now, there's, there's going to be some European bands on here. A lot of them hired guys to sing in English. But this guy, uh, the singer's name is William Souffro, I think is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a native Belgian. And the song was a big hit in Belgium. It was a big rock and roll hit in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, some, some of these bands hired uh, guys to fake. Singing in English. This is our first. This one. is the fruit and whipped cream covered waffle of organ rock. Yeah. This yeah. is uh, important banking financial district of a of a country surrounded by. Uh, I lost it. Never. Mind. <laughs> Belgium is known for its course. finance. Oh, of course. And it's also known for highly alcoholic beer. It's very tasty. It's also, it's also the Belgium of Europe. This would be a fun song to dance to if you were a little jester. Like, I'm doing a little juggling yeah. to this song, like a little shuffling back and forth, a little jester suit. There's Sweet Organ Solo by Paul Lambert. Ooh. <laughs> I wrote down all the organ players' names in case I need to shout them out. In case any of them are listening. Paul Lambert had no fingers. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, do you, uh, could you guys believe that these guys started as a Deep Purple cover band? Uh, yeah. That blows my mind, Hunter. Yeah, well, that's the one piece of information I found on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's it. It's a very scant uh, Wikipedia page. So, uh, Belgium is home of the endive, which I would dub pocket lettuce. Mm-hmm. So, if you and your band, you know, you have to get 12 guys together to take your ham and organ and stuff it back in the van, you're going to get a little hungry. You pull out a little endive out of your pocket, and you take a little bite, a little pocket salad. So, I would say that these guys probably ate salad. A little pocket endive. The endive is the beef jerky of of Belgium. Of salmon. <laughs> of, of lettuce. All right. 
Everybody done talking about this song? Yeah, oh, we're yeah. going to keep the salad <laughs> metaphor going all through the podcast. Well, we wanted something to be interesting. Well, we got it. Oh, yeah. This one's interesting. This is a German band called Night Sun. All right, I this just is from the album Morning, as in Grieving. I want people to listen to the beginning, because it sounds like they're having a really good idea, and yeah. then they go, no. No. Okay. Okay. All right, this song is called Plastic Shotgun. This was a this was a this was a German band whose lead singer was German. They didn't hire an English guy. Okay, play the when he comes in we gotta play the lyrics. Oh. Okay. Still four or five minutes yeah, off. Yeah, oh, that's oh, true. Geez. You got a noodle. Now, a this is longer. actually a short one. This is like comes. heavy metal jazz. Oh, God, this music is so hard to listen to. It's, oh, this I is like great. It. This is crazy, Hold crazy German organ shit. Plastic shotgun. Stop making us listen to this music. This is amazing. Plastic shotgun. Yeah. They know two words Nailed in English. It. Nailed it. Plastic and shotgun. It doesn't shotgun. matter. When you can play, when you got chops like this and you can do this kind of weird shit with them, it doesn't matter. This is when Prague was good. <laughs> <laughs> as good as Prague got, you know. You, uh, okay. Do you think when they named themselves Night Sun, they meant Moon, but they couldn't get the translation right? Well, they, they actually they named the band Night Sun Morning, but that was confusing, so they shortened it to Night Sun, and they called the album Morning. Yeah, when well, you have some gold like that left over, better put it into a song <laughs> yeah. title. When John Cougar changed his name to John Cougar Mellencamp, everybody in his first album, that name was called Uh Huh. Everybody thought the album was called was John Cougar's new album, Mellencamp Uh Huh. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a dumb joke. Sorry I did that one, guys. But as far as the salad question goes, these guys are German. Uh, does a plate of sauerkraut count as salad? That's amazing. I say yes. Absolutely. I, I think it's more of a side. Yeah. Listen, I don't think it's a salad. I don't think these guys have ever eaten salad. Can, you can have a cabbage salad with vinegar dressing. And what is sauerkraut but cabbage that's been pickled in the dressing? I just want it. to say, uh, actually, it's, uh, it's made with uh, salt and it's uh, fermented. You're right, you're right. Fermented foods are really good for you, so if your stool is yeah. deep purple, probiotics. Eat more fermented foods. The song, the song is ending. Let's well, move on. Did we we'll talk for 12 in. minutes? Yeah. Number eight. Oh, shuffling. This, guys, is another German band. <laughs> no shit! I know, I know you're really excited. I think Tony's leaving. <laughs> no, just, just getting a beer helps it make it more fun. <laughs> What's this band and song called? This, this band is called 2066 and Then. It sounds like a mistaken translation. This beginning sounds like the theme song to German's uh, Uberspy, Jan's Bund. This song is called At My Home. <laughs> now, it's going to get funky in a second here. Uh, this is a German man who did hire an English guy. Yeah, this is the guy. The lead singer's name is Jeff Harrison, and he sang with a bunch of bands around the the renowned Mannheim rock scene. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the band is named. They're called 2066 because that's a thousand years after the Battle of Hastings. For some reason. <laughs> they also, in addition to having an organ, they also have a flute like Jethro Tull. So they're covering every prog bass imaginable here. Now, if you like this Jeff guy, I recommend uh, finding his solo album, Purple Magic, <laughs> and then listen to the song, Purple is a Color. <laughs> and, maybe, and also, maybe you'll think he could have been derivative of Deep Purple. This guy, looked this guy up on Wikipedia, but it was in German, so I had to translate it. He has a band now, it's an oldies band from Hamburg called The Glowballs, but uh, Google translated it, the name of the band was The Hamburg. Burger Glow Balls, which I think is the closest thing to a salad that this guy's ever had. <laughs> oh, salad. Yeah, you look at a photo of this guy, he looks like Carmine Apice, <laughs> and I'm saying no salads. I don't even know who that is, but it sounds oh, like he's Vinny's brother. Looks like. He's yeah. Vinny's brother. Oh, okay. Drummer. I got a photo of him on my phone. 
I want to. I want to. I want to just acknowledge to the audience that uh, a lot of these these Deep Purple clones, uh, they got some long fucking songs. Uh, early heavy metal was a combination of like blues rock, psychedelic rock, and prog rock, and all those bands like to jam. So if you're imitating Deep Purple, your songs are probably not going to be always what we call tight. And you're never going to have eaten what we call a salad. <laughs> Hunter, you have a story about German rock, I believe. I don't know if we have time to get into that. Uh, it's but a let's really long tell story. story. Well, listen, we'll have other German bands. Yeah, there, right. I'll get in. Okay. I'll get into, into it. it. Oh, here we go. Let's move on with this countdown. I wonder if the next band is German. Number seven. I'm gonna say yes. Oh, this is fucked up. Now, like hard organ, <laughs> this is the most exciting music I've ever heard. Oh, wait, in no, my it went life. back to normal. Oh, yeah, now you can dance to it. This, this is you? holy shit, it is another German band. This is a band called Birth Steve Control. <laughs> I can dance, I can dance to anything that's not easy to dance to. I can't dance to anything that's easy to listen dance to. Listen to this guy, listen to this guy. This is the opening recitation. Here comes. This is not a British guy, this is a German guy. He sounds like Christopher Walken. Why have you served me a salad? You know I never touched this rabbit food. I think that was the best Chris Walken I've ever heard. Hey, Today, much. I was getting uh, yeah, more of a Mitch Hedberg, but it's still a good to, voice. Whatever. It's hard to find a good Chris Walken. I'm here. Uh, give me $100,000. Put me on your show. Nailed it. All right, here. We're getting into the singing now. This is actually... Oh, now we're getting once into you get, Once you get past the opening recitation, this is like apparently their signature song. It's got this weird kind of kind of Krautrocky dance beat to it. All right, you said the word. I said the word Krautrock. It's, okay. it's an insensitively named genre. No, it's genre. not. It's a real genre. No, it's, yeah, I'm saying it's a real genre. It's just insensitively named. Okay, so here's my story since there's not a lot to say about this. I was at a nice wedding for a German couple and, uh, and Did I they sent, serve salad? Uh... I don't know. Now you mention it, I don't yeah, think. Probably not. I don't think, okay. I, I don't think they did. No. Sorry, continue. Anyways, I sat down and I'm. Two things I do good. I do well is I like to talk about music and I like to act like an idiot. And so I sat down and talked to one a nice German couple and I said, Hey, do you guys have classic rock stations with a lot of kraut rock in Germany? Like, do you do you look at it like hold it with great esteem? And they look and everybody at the table looked at me like I just farted a big beef fart on him because I said the word Krautrock and which is insensitive which is a World War II insensitive pejorative and I'm like, I didn't and know you that. You look like an asshole. Yeah, I look well, like an listen, asshole. But the they were was, like, don't, don't feel bad because giving giving Germans history with racism, like, they really shouldn't mind that their they should rock be and roll sports, music they, is named after their favorite. They looked style. at me and were like, "Do you mean like Khan?" And I said, "Which we which we pronounce Can over here in America." And I said, "Yes, exactly." And they said, "No," so they don't. Yeah, <laughs> Germans aren't known but for their sense of. Kraut rock is a real thing. Yeah, you can look it up on the internet. You'll find all these bands. The band. And Faust even had a song called Krautrock. They embraced it. Yes. I, I have a theory about Krautrock, and it's linked to Deep Purple. Here's my brilliant theory. I believe that the mind-expanding organ jams of Deep Purple exploded these German rock guys' brains because for the first time they realized they don't have to be efficient. We don't have to conform to these stereotypes about Germany. And so I think the German rock Noodling. counterculture became a whole rebellion against efficiency so that all these krautrock bands who followed would just do these 20-minute jams and call that side two of their album. Well, That's we'll fascinating get, theory, we'll but as far as, German, as far as German stereotypes go, I think these guys are super racist. They have a line in this song that's, uh, We all will turn into chocolate people! And I think that they're warning people against interracial mixing, afraid that the world will become black. I, I disagree. He's trying to fight misery by changing himself into a gamma ray. He wants to bring world peace. Oh, so I becoming a chocolate means. person, then you can eat yourself and be happy because you always have chocolate. Yeah, like Homer Simpson okay. in oh, the land of it. chocolate. Okay, Within five years of this band forming... 
all seven original members had departed. I'm assuming it was out of sheer boredom. <laughs> Is it, and the guy, the guy does uh, get things a little more exciting in here. There's a there's a scat in the middle. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna, we're going to get into we're we're, gonna, we're not going to make this it song like is going to go on. In. It's like yeah, six minutes like, in, you get into a hippie drum circle and and a, a big scat session. It's definitely a scat, both in the musical sense and in the sense that it's a synonym for shit. Synonym and you for know what? shit would have been a better name for this band or this song. <laughs> you know what? This song is long, and I think it's time to do what we didn't announce we were going to do at the beginning of the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna do you know how we give you the bone throw at the top. We're gonna we're gonna bring our guest commentator Tony Zarad in for our well, first tone throw of oh. the podcast. Now, Tony, as as a man who who enjoys this general area of the Tony musical world, what are your thoughts on these songs so far? Well, you know, Steve, before I get to the thoughts, I'd love to share a little anecdote about Germany. Uh, I would love to hear one. I was there, actually. David was yeah. with me. Is this where you kept taking your shirt off? No, but uh, this is a good one. So we were heading back for my Oktoberfest. Uh, we had a few. We decided oh, to stop into a, what they, this is a quick story, stop at an adult uh, tit uh, bar. Yeah. And uh, we walk in oh, there. tits. But you know how in, a, in here they'll have pictures of women in lingerie kind of doing their dance in the walls? And this one. It was all pictures of ladies uh, uh, relieving themselves. They, yeah, sometimes they were doing uh, number ones, but still, yeah. we were like, "This isn't for me." So all right, now the best. back to the music. Yeah, that was great. So it was like Nike's penthouse right, strip club. We've, we've been on this song for five and a half. Well, minutes. I'll just give it a good no, it's, good. No, it's only half perfect. over. Okay. it's the perfect uh, backdrop Jesus. for our first tone throw. All right, well, I just wanted to say that uh, I was very impressed. I, I knew a lot of these bands, but I never heard of some of these Euro bands. Irish Coffee. Uh, to me, Irish Coffee it sounded a, it was too fizzy fuzzy. Uh, it's like Deep Purple, the original Deep Purple. It wasn't recorded that well. It's like, psh, psh, psh. sounds like it's uh, being played through a uh, uh, broken pair of headphones. So uh, I give that uh, zero uh, Why don't we just let him, <laughs> Why didn't we just let him chime in in every song? Why I know you said you have to wait and do the yeah. tone throw. And then a uh, quick uh, other thing. Tone was wait, strong. I got a review of Night Sun. Okay. Let's hear your oh, review okay. Night Sun. More like Nice Song. I love yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and this birth control. And it's nice and funky, and I didn't think I thought didn't think the guy sounded like Christopher Walken. I thought it sounded like Eric Burden, uh, Eric Burden and War doing Spill the Wine. So I get yeah, this I whole agree. group of songs. It's got a, it's uh, got a good groove. That's, it's a little. What did you think of 2066 oh my and God. then? Two, oh my Jesus. Two. Uh, it was good, but a little too Euro. I give uh, it uh, two and a half EU passports. Let's move on. Okay, uh, here we go. Moving on. Why are you moaning? Uh, this is fun. Six. <laughs> number six. Only since it sounds pretty I know. Oh, this is going to be scary. I have a This is going to be so really scary. scary. <laughs> this, is, this is the organist from the crazy world of Arthur Brown, Vincent Crane, but it's a different band. <laughs> it's called Atomic Rooster, which translates to Exploding Cock. Is that a p this is a piano, not an this organ, is a, right? Yeah, this is actually a piano. This is the only reason this song is so low, because it's awesome and sinister and spooky. But he plays a lot more piano this than he does organ. This is the only reason. I don't well, think atomic only translates into exploding. Well, it, it can. Mean. If it's an atomic bomb, it's going to explode real good. I, That's not what... <laughs> it translates into a stupid band name, which is all these guys... All these guys were the smartest kids in their class, and they went and formed bands with the stupidest names in their high school. Well, this song is proof that organs are a piano. Hard organ sounds like my dad's farts smell. Oh, here we go. There it is. All right. <clears throat> too much kraut. What a boring groove. <laughs> this is... No, it's real heavy. This is the original <laughs> definition of the word heavy. It's slow. It's sinister. It's hard to this move. This is the original so definition gonna, of the word no, heavy. No, it's going to freak you out when you're on drugs. That's the whole point uh, of heavy none music. None of these nerds the did drugs. Oh, yeah. these All these nerds did drugs. Uh, I'm sure it was the 70s, it was the late 60s and the early 70s. Most of them were hippies. They all did drugs and they tried to freak each other out on drugs. So what's with their music? What's interesting about this song? Atomic <laughs> Rooster Death Walks Behind You. Do you have any fun facts? My fun fact is that this is one of the uh, most sought-after proto-metal albums. What's the album called? The album is also called Death Walks Behind You. Oh. Ooh. Because 
because it was a good song, so they named the album after it. You know what? It's very, it's very sinister and operatic in the vocals. No, it's not. Yeah, no, I listen, yeah, I listen to this whole song, and it, it, it makes you think it's going to be scary, but the entire time, they're just like, death walks behind you, and he never catches up to you, and he never does anything. He just keeps walking behind you, and if anything, it's annoying, and it's, it's like singing... Dracula's left his blinker on too long. Dumb, it's lame. But anyway, Death Walks Behind You sounds like something somebody who loves salad would say to his all-beef diet friend. Like, you're looking a little sick. Uh, try a salad, because death is walking behind you. So that said, these guys probably have had salad, but probably with a lot of ranch dressing on it. The mummy keeps poking you on the shoulder. Guys, you want to take a trip? Let's take a trip, JD. Yeah. By the way, this that was a British band. Oh. Fun fact. 50 states of 50 podcasts is terrible. We still do it. We're getting through 50 states. By oh, hold on. Truck. Ah! Wait. Wait, who's this? <laughs> Sounds like I'll do it again. It's another Hunter song mystery. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but it, I'm supposed to do it with the 50 states. Anyways, you ruined it, JD. Thanks. Sorry. Okay. What? Uh, this is the most rockinest band from the land down under, or the land of ice and snow. Ah, <laughs> that's a different band. Yep. This standard is, Hunter Bone Throw. <laughs> this is Utah. Uh, it's the Osmonds with Holder Tight, and they're and they're doing the Mormon immigrant song. I was hoping for some relief from this dark and heavy stuff, but you managed to find some yeah, like, dark you, bummer no song by the that, Osmonds. I had no idea the Osmonds were, went this dark. Yeah, they did. Oh, oh. yeah! Uh, nope, they're back up. This, um, this song actually, you know, it gets light in this chorus here, but then it, but just when you're like excited for the song to get like fun and rocking, it gets back into the, some disappointing dark stuff. I don't know, this does make me feel real good. I know, but then it's just going to pull you. I feel like this is what it feels like to make love to an Osmond. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Do you have an elaborate theory on what kind of salad the, the Osmonds ate? Every kind of salad. Yeah, every kind Salads of salad. are easily uh, readily tomatoes. available in Utah. I was gonna pick the Mormon tabernacle choir because oh, those guys know how to fucking party. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. But then I heard this song. This song is cool. I like this song. This yeah, is a surprising song from the Osmonds. Yeah. Well, I mean, comparatively, anything's gonna sound good right now. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, bands of note from Utah? Nah. Uh, just a bunch of twee core bands. I met a guy from the Moth and the Flame. He seemed pretty cool. I think my wife listens to the Neon Trees. I've never heard of either of those bands. Yeah. Made them up. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Music is fake. Oh, They're from Utah. Boy, I'm excited to get back into this countdown now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Tony, are you excited to get back into this countdown? Oh, my God. I love Let's hear some organ. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is organ. That is organ. This is the first band we've heard so far that doesn't even have a guitar other than Attila. Oh. This is uh, this is a band called Aardvark, and this song is called Copper Sunset. And I listened to the rest of their album, and this is the only remotely heavy thing on it. <laughs> I'm glad somebody listened to the rest of their album. <laughs> uh, their main claim to fame is that two guys from Free were in this band before they joined Free, and one of them was the guitarist, Paul Kossoff, and they didn't bother to replace him with any other guitarist. They just kept the organ and made a, they made it an organ, bass, and drums trio. What a claim to fame. Not even a Wikipedia page. <laughs> if I left no, this, there's no Wikipedia page. If I left this swamp slog of a band and formed uh, Free, I would also write a song called All Right Now. <laughs> Baby, it's all right now. I can make some positive, fun music that people can party to. This is actually the first song on the list I can kind of get behind because it's got like a little Amboy Dukes sort yeah. of vibe. Yeah, it's not too bad. Like if yeah. Ted Nugent played the organ. Yeah, yeah, but I don't I don't miss the guitar because that organ is so distorted and hard. Yeah, it is a cool song. I'm giving it a hard and I, I And like I, I respect these guys because out of all the terrible band names, these ones were clearly the smartest by giving their band name the, the rare double AA spelling yes. so mm. so they'll be the first uh, CD in the bargain bin <laughs> and it worked mm -hmm. yeah it worked really really well yeah this is their only album I believe so yes yeah and apparently it's uh, sought after 
for people who like to collect garbage. Not as not as sought after. Well, maybe Prog fan. Not as sought after as some of the other the earlier collectibles we heard in the uh, lower reaches of the countdown. <laughs> these are some, these are really some collectibles. Uh, these are some Waldorf salad guys to me. It's a lot of wall-to-wall nuttiness. It's rich. There's a blue cheese richness. It's sweetly tart as well, reminiscent of apples. And like the uh, Waldorf, candy walnuts. yeah, candy walnuts. Like, the, like these guys don't take themselves too seriously, like the Waldorf salad, you know. And uh, but I still don't think that they've ever had a salad. Anyway. And Copper Sunset sounds like a a car color to a 1989 Cadillac Elante, which is what uh, I believe what Ray Tango wore or, or drove in uh, Tango and Cash. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. I'm super excited about this next song, I think. Oh, man. Uh, How's it going to be any better than this sweet organ riff, J.D.? Let's find out. I think it's going to be uplifting. Number four. Oh, wait. Oh, God. This sounds really spooky. This is more spooky than hard. Wait, let me have a show production meeting for a second here. Now, when I start to wind down, okay, and I'm like, hey, let's wrap up. Hey, let's move on to the next song. And then I say something short and pithy. Or just short, and it means I'm gonna do the countdown, and you're gonna talk over the countdown if you I talk. talk. I uh, talked over the bumper again. This didn't is I? the hard organ uh. show of Beyond Yacht Rock. Anyway, uh. back to the music. This uh, this song Actually, is called this is more interesting. I want to talk about the, how we're producing this podcast. I want to. You talk guys about, gotta take cues from me. I want to talk about how. I'm trying to give you guys is. cues. Wait. And this, well, these <laughs> organ songs keep coming, it's, and they're all the same. It's time for a uh, toad throw, I think. No. This organ music Shut the is fuck tearing up. us apart. I haven't even said oh, what the no, song it's is this yet. Song. Oh God. Oh no. It's, oh, it's about death. Ladies and gentlemen, this song oh, is called God. DOA. It's by the band Blood Rock from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, they had the same producer as Grand Funk Railroad. This song was actually a top 40 hit in. 1971, uh, uh, and it was written after one of the guitarists when he was a teenager. He wa- he witnessed his friend die in a small uh, plane crash, God. and, and, and then they he, wrote and then, a song about it. And then he managed to write a song that is a thousand times more Worse. horrifying than that incident probably uh, was. Man, this song. yeah, this is a very disturbing song. There's more blood in it than a horror movie. It's very, very specific in its detail. Yeah, this is way scarier yeah, than that. This is death. a limbless man, a freshly delimbed person bleeding to death and the thoughts that are going through his head while he's fucking Not dying. just the thoughts. The, the feelings, the pain. And also the people mocking him. Yeah, by yeah. the way, if, if if I'm ever dying, guys, in in, the, in this room or anybody listening, if I'm ever dying and you're, in, and you're there, tell me I'm going to be okay. Be like, Hunter, hey, you're, just, you're just sleepy. You're going to wake up and you're going to feel great tomorrow. Just lie to me. Don't Tell me that I have no chance. That's which what is what these guys, guys yeah. say. Yeah, that's what the EMTs in this yeah. song say. Oh to the, my the, god, the bleeding like, out. Horror is a bad metaphor for this song because horror is like campy and fun. This is nine minutes uh, that takes you through what it feels like to die from a violent accident and be totally lucid through the whole thing. But by the way, I do want to say this was at this point this was my favorite song on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good song. Well, a lot of rock critics hated this when it came out because because it, it was very unsubtle. And they thought it was really tasteless and unrefined for their for their sensibilities of rock and roll changing the world and the counterculture yeah, and all not that. Not like crap. plastic shotgun. Yeah, it was but it was a lot of the same criticism that a lot of early heavy metal got. I can't believe that this was a top forty hit, like people calling up the DJ going like, Hey, I wanna hey, I hear wanna... that song again that takes me slowly and painfully through the experience uh, of a violent death. Where's well, Tipper it only Gore hit number thirty six. Where's Tipper Gore when we need her? All right, you know what, you guys? It's time for another tone throw. Here's a tone throw. Hey, Tony, why don't you just tell us how we're doing so far? Well, you're doing great. There has been too much crosstalk. You're right. But I'll say this. Tony, tell us about these songs. Nobody said that. You guys all just did it over the tone throw. Anyway. Hey, Tony, wait. All right. Listen, Atomic Rooster, I've listened to a lot of their music. It's pretty good. But frankly, I don't know why they're lumped in with proto-metal. A lot of it sounds like Mata Huh? Pretty witty uh, uh, burn on those God, guys. That was so burn. long ago. And then I got another burn. Uh, unfortunately, I was really pumped up for this burn I wrote on Aardvark. And then oh, someone God. actually already mentioned the Battle of Hastings. But uh, No, come... we, we need a callback to the Battle of Hastings. Well, oh, yeah, no. we do. Well, here was my zinger on these guys. I thought they sounded like the strawberry alarm clock. Hey, well, I, like, I like hard organ music to take me to the Battle of Hastings in 1066, not the Sunset Strip in 1966. Yeah, we needed oh! that. 
Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, one other thing. My problem with this song is that I think it would be okay if it was done today by a uh, funeral doom band. Oh, uh, great subgenre. Like uh, Ahab. This is a funeral doom band that only sings about Moby Dick. <laughs> so unfortunately, they won't be doing anything about a plane crash because the music many... is only about whales. All right. How many Take albums it. has Ahab oh. done? <laughs> Four albums all about whales. Take it away. Number three. I feel like this is about to get pretty sweet right here. Mm-hmm. This, this, nah. this is no, this isn't bad. Sec- Whoa, what is that? It's a second immigrant sounds, song ripoff of the night. Yeah, another band from like down the organ, under. The, God. It sounds like the immigrant song, the Robert Plant Whale from Immigrant Song, being played on a French horn. It sounds like a Viking battle cry. Except it's not a Viking band. It's another band from Germany called Lucifer's Friend. The song is called Ride the Sky. This was a hired English singer named uh, John Lawton. And uh, this song is pretty hard rocking. Lucifer's Friend sounds like the wussiest way of saying, like... I don't know. The devil's right yeah, hand. Exactly. Well, Lucifer's friend. Just it's buddies. a homosexual motorcycle group. <laughs> uh, hey, this guy's probably fucked. I think you're all full of shit. You guys are really mispronouncing this is awesome in some really bizarre ways. Uh, I gotta say, this song has a Katy Perry lightness to it as compared to the rest of the list. It's kind of a fun song. Well, there's less organ in it. I will say, I bet you if the Osmonds found out they actually ripped up Lucifer's friend, the, the LDS would not be very happy. All right, I'm gonna do a little salad test here. I'm find this out. Do a little play acting, okay? Okay, Lucifer's friend, band dinner is starting now. Would anyone like some salad? No. Yeah, yeah, I don't think these guys had salad. That no, they're too busy right riding to the sky. Oh, jeez. Too busy with Mars and Venus. Oh, God, hope their plane doesn't crash you and somebody writes a song about it. You know, if they had seen Led Zeppelin eating salad first, I bet they ate salad. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, you, know, you know who wrote that riff? Rogers and Hammond, Hammerstein. Hammerstein? Hammerstein. 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 It's the chorus from Bally High from South Pacific. I don't know. I listened to that and I didn't quite. It was kind of similar. Man, not super similar. The longer this this uh, show goes on, the the lamer immigrant song gets. I try. I also tried to look up who ripped off who with this. Apparently, uh, immigrant song was released first, but this was composed second, so nobody can really tell. I want to move on. first, and then this was composed second. I'm going to say Immigrant (laughs) Song was the first one. All right. Wait, no, I think I misread that. That's okay. Let's just (laughs) move on. Immigrant Song was released first, but composed second. Oh, Oh, my God. Wrap it up. Reread the script. Okay. Number two. Wow. Here's another band with no guitar, <laughs> just organ, bass, and drums. Wow. It's Holy a, shit, you guys. Hammond B3 organ through an amplifier. How novel. <laughs> it's Quartermass. Finally. With the song Black Finally. Sheep of the Family, yeah. which was covered on Rainbow's first album by Richie. Richie Blackmore loved this song. He wanted to do it on Rainbow's first album. Uh, they were named after a scientist character on some BBC series. <laughs> Which is funny. It's a, Black Sheep of the Family makes them sound really cool, but the truth is the rest of their family was cool and they were really into science fiction. <laughs> Which is why they named the band Quartermass. Uh, this song is not too bad, though. It it's really catchy. Of, it's of really catchy. In, in regular music, like some Give Me Some Lovin', you know? Like a, well, John, yeah, it's a little, John, more, it's a little more melodic. John Gustafsson. Is that his Gustafson. Name? Gustafson was in the band The Mercy Beats. That's the lead singer of this band you're talking about, yeah. John Gustafson. And he wrote and sang the song Wishing and Hopin'. No, he didn't write that song. That well, was a Burt Bacharach song. Well, oh, I was just oh. trying to say something interesting yeah, about this band. No, you tried. You tried. John, I'll, I'll get some more John Gustafson facts uh, for you, Dave. He no. also joined Roxy Music later on, uh. and he also played with Ian Gillen's band after Ian Gillen left Deep Purple. After Ian so Gillen it all comes good full enough for circle. Deep Purple. 
Tony, are you excited for number one? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you why. Tell me why. Because this band has another song I just discovered with the greatest song title ever. They have another song called uh, Dream Mare. It's spelled D-R-E-A-M-M-A-R-E. And uh, what a dream mare is, is it's a nightmare you have while you're sleeping. Yeah. So it's the worst like kind. the kind of thought process that went into that song title, you're going to love song number one. Number one. Man, this sounds pretty sweet. You guys hear that organ? <laughs> Do we ever? Yeah. Yeah. The only choice for my number one band, keeping the deep purple flame alive, is Uriah Heep with their great organist Ken Hensley. Shout out to Ken Hensley. Ken Hensley! Hensley. Yeah, fan of the podcast. Interesting <laughs> fact. <laughs> podcast. Interesting fact about Ken Hem- Hemsley. He had all Ted figures, but they were all pinkies. <laughs> they were really weird-looking, tweety ones. Which makes what he did on the organ so amazing, does it? If, if, if you, if you out in listener land are not familiar with Uriah Heep, it's uh, it's as though somebody said, <laughs> "Let that guys, sink in for a second. If Let you out in their lands and go, are not familiar no, with the wait. band Uriah Heep. He's talking to me. I'm talking to you. Uriah Heep is basically if somebody said, guys, I'm worried that in the future Deep Purple won't be considered nerdy enough. What if we just wrote nothing but Tolkien-style fantasy lyrics? Uriah Heep is what comes out of your butt if you never eat salads. <laughs> That was your best one. Oh, that was the best one. Hey, sometimes the sun goes down in June. Oh, wait, wait. I don't know if I said the name of the song. It's called Gypsy. Save the best. Are you singing Vanessa Williams? I'm quoting lyrics from Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. Oh. God, I could use that song right now. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever nice, wanted to hear that song. A nice light pop song oh, from yeah, a beautiful so woman. Great. It's a great oh. pop song, but it's nowhere near as good as Gypsy by Uriah Heep. <laughs> Let me tell not you. Not even the best Uriah Heep song. Why not no, it's Easy not. Even? Because there's more organ in this one. Oh, jeez. God is there. I got to showcase the hard organ on the hard organ. You know what episode. I found out that absolutely amazed me about Uriah Heep? What's they, that? They've sold 40 million albums, 4 million in the United States. States. That is unbelievable to me. I think the internet was broken. And another uh, crazy fact about Uriah Heep, not only were every was every member of the band blind, they were also deaf. <laughs> that, that that's not sense. surprising. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that I, I believe the gypsy that they're speaking of, I just want to be clear, it is the Irish traveler gypsy, not the Roma gypsy. Oh, why do you think that? Well, it's because they're talking about uh, being a fighter towards the end, and that's what the Irish travelers do. I think you're thinking of like bare knuckle boxers like John Sullivan back in the old days. (laughs) And the current heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. Yeah, and then he wants to go back and fight the gypsy queen's dad. He he wants to make him respect with bare knuckles. Uh, You're all all wrong. This song is about a local mailman nervous about his audition for a (laughs) Community theater production of Gypsy. (laughs) I looked at the lyrics. That's what it's about. That is the definitive interpretation. It does sound like the soul of a of a mailman. All right, guys, I've touched on this a couple times in the podcast. I want to wrap up Gypsy with this question. Why do you guys think that heavy metal doesn't get much critical respect? Is it just that the lyrics are silly? Is it just perceived as lunk-headed music for dumbass kids, like the heavy metal parking lot stereotype? Or is there something deeper going on? What do you guys think? I'll throw it open to the group. Well, I'll go first. Uh, It's because it's hard to dance to. It's because their band names are stupid. (laughs) And it's because most of their songs are about wizards. Mm, So you basically think it's what I just said. There's nothing deeper going on. I wasn't listening to you, but I'll agree. It's basically silly lyrics and lunk-headed music for dumbass. I think think it's too niche. I think it appeals to people who only buy heavy metal albums and t-shirts. It's not for people who buy cars or soap or cleaning supplies. Mm. It's just hard for the corporate world to, like, advertise. So there's an element of classism Or or lettuce. Yeah, Yeah, you can't... 
they would never produce the produce yeah, gets thrown away in the bag in a heavy metal station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I like heavy metal. I think it's unfairly looked down upon because so many of its listeners are fucking inarticulate troglodytes and outlying adolescents who want to kill themselves or other people. Uh, kind of gives a stigma <laughs> to it. Either that or they heard this playlist and are looking to for their own way to die. Possibly in a small engine plane crash. Well, that was an amazing list. That's really a good. You guys are gonna have a great oh, weekend listening to God. that one. Wait, I have a theory too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's your theory? Hurry I up! I feel like my theory. brain pooped my on the back of my neck. My theory is that all the critics I know are very thoughtful and reflective people. But what I found being a critic is that when you spend a lot of time peering into other people's hearts and minds through their art, you get nervous that other people do the same thing to you when you write about your taste in art. So I think that because heavy metal is an outlet for aggression, maybe touch on some parts of your soul that you aren't quite comfortable letting the world see. Guys, I think he just asked that question so he could answer it. <laughs> I also wanted to hear your uh, thought. Tony, do you have any thoughts on that question? I love metal! Yeah! yeah! Real quick, what didn't make the list, Dave? Uh, I would have done Hocus Pocus by Focus or maybe uh, Hush by Deep Purple in the intro. I wish you only picked Just, one. I wish okay. you only picked one. Hunter, what didn't make the list? It's weird. Everything that I would have picked made the list. It's incredible. <laughs> I missed uh, I missed The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. I know it predates Deep Purple, but that's some great organ rock. It is great organ rock. Fire! I am the god of hellfire! I'll bring you fire! It's great. It's I'll, great. I would have put Blackwater Park. Wait, you, you got to make the list! Everything else. I want to shout out these no, bands. No, 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 no. In lieu Blackwater of your Park time, and Fuzzy Duck. I, no, in lieu of your time, I want to say, listen, if your stool does look deep purple, please go see a doctor immediately because it could be col uh, colon cancer. So, All right. I want to hear from Tony Zarrett. Tony, what, what would you have put in? Well, crazily enough, uh, I put in the song Lucifer by the Bob Seger system. Yes. Uh, Michigan's own Bob Seger actually did put out a couple hard organ albums. Huge commercial flops, and that's when he started <laughs> writing but they were only, great. only nostalgia songs. Check out the uh, the album Mongrel. Uh, Tony, I want to go to you as our guest expert. Final Again? thoughts. <sighs> well, I love rocking. I love rolling. Yeah, I, I like love to party, guy. and I love having fun. Let me tell you guys, so just one last thought about Tony Zaret. He's so much more fun than this playlist oh, made yeah. him out to be. Yeah. Let's go drink with him after this. That I thought like I had some fun. Idea. Yeah, you Quit. had some no, great yeah. It's just yeah. always good no. to see you. Yeah, yeah, thank, you, you just... for, thank you for appearing on the podcast, Tony. Yeah, thanks for, thanks yeah. for sticking around, Tony. Okay, so next week's episode is, is called Undercover Glam. Yeah. And it's kind of awesome, but we'll explain it next week. Um, find this week's hard organ. Exactly. Yeah. Find this week's hard organ playlist by following JD Riznar on Spotify. Also, find the playlist and other relevant links, such as non Spotify tracks, by following JD Riznar on Tumblr. There will be some non Spotify links on this uh, episode. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter. If you're deaf, because Hunter... If you're deaf... Death walks behind, behind you. Behind you. Follow Tony at Tony Zaret. Z-A-R-E-T. Great parody memes. Great, great parody memes. memes. The king of memes. Yeah. Really takes the piss out of everything. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Please rate and review us on iTunes so we become a relevant podcast. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a useful experience. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for getting us set up and laughing at our jokes and casual personal conversations. We really appreciate that. Really do. And check out other feral audio podcasts like Uh by our friends Steve Ag at feralaudio.com. We are part of an awesome podcast network, boys. I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> I'm amazed, actually. Really raising the bar. <laughs> that means goodbye. Oh. Shit music. Goodbye. It was great. It's probably my favorite episode. <laughs> Feral Audio.